Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Friday, October 28th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, on Hakeem Jeffries. Number two, who is shelling out to the Super PACs? And number three, Rich Hudson's case for NRCC chair. Let's get into it. The top story of the day, we are analyzing Hakeem Jeffries' chance to be the leader of House Democrats. Let's start with this, because... I know we have a lot of uh, uh, listeners in the House Democratic leadership. We appreciate all you guys uh, most days. Uh, We don't know whether Nancy Pelosi is going to retire. So this is caveat number one. Um, Number two. Actually, let's go back to number one for a minute. Her staff says she's on a mission, not a shift. We are also on a mission here at Punchbowl News. So I just want to add that as a caveat as well. And the second caveat is we can't discuss who's going to be the next Democratic leader without mentioning Steny Hoyer. The Maryland Democrat, 83, has been the loyal number two to Pelosi for 20 years. He has made abundantly clear on many on many occasions that he is not abiding by Nancy Pelosi's timeline or he doesn't really he's not really interested in Nancy Pelosi's timeline to leave Congress, meaning he's not on the same timeline. He might stay. Uh Actually, I'd bet he does stay, but um, we'll get into that in a second. Also, Jim Clyburn, 82, has been uh, the number three House Democrat for a long time. He also hasn't announced what he's doing at the end of the cycle, at the end of the Congress. By the way, all three of these of these lawmakers, Pelosi, Hoyer, Clyburn, um, have are running for reelection. So um, take that for what it is. Um, and just. Before uh, everybody starts freaking out in the Democratic leadership, I am not taking complaints this morning. If you have complaints, go scream into a pillow because um, that will be as soothing. Uh, Jeffries is 52. He's the number five House Democrat because the, the Democrats created an assistant speaker position. He represents a district anchored in Brooklyn that uh, voted for Joe Biden by 53 points. Not a not a, a swing district. Won't be in the same predicament as Sean Patrick Maloney. So let's talk about his strengths. Whatever you say about House Democrats, there is an overwhelming sense that that they are looking for new blood. Now, I'm not suggesting that they are they're not going to accept anybody who has served in leadership before, but they you hear this all along. You hear this all around the place. I mean, they want new people in the leadership. Now, Hoyer and Pelosi and Clyburn, I, if they were to run, I, I would say, you know, that that's they have pretty strong cases themselves. They've been all three of them have been historic figures in their own right. I mean, we don't have to say why Pelosi's historic first female speaker has been. And it's it's pretty interesting. If you talk to Republicans or Democrats, they say she's probably the most effective speaker in our nation's history, full stop. Steny Hoyer's been her majority leader for a long time. Um, He's helped execute on Pelosi's plans, as has Jim Clyburn, a trio that is going to go down in history based on what they did in 2007 to 2011 and 2019 to now. We talk a lot about, when we talk about leadership roles, we talk a lot about needing a base from which to draw votes. Jeffries has that. This Congressional Black Caucus is a massive, massive, powerful block in the House Democratic Caucus. Uh, they could take bills down. They could put somebody in leadership. You know, remember, it's important to keep in mind to win uh, a if the Democrats lose the House, um, if 
to become a the top Democrat, you just need half the caucus. You don't need 218. So if they have 200 lawmakers, let's just use a round number. I'm not saying they will have 200 lawmakers, everybody, but let's just say they do. 101 wins. That's 50 plus plus one is a um, an easier race to win. Um, Jeffries has an advantage in that there are a lot of young Democrats who have come to Congress in the last, let's say, six years who he's really close to. Um, he has some key wins legislatively, which matters, but not as much when you're in the minority, if you're in the minority, and um, uh, if you're basically serving as an opposition leader. Now, the weaknesses of his argument is maybe they're going to want a wholesale leadership change, the Democrats. I find that a little bit curious, and I'm not sure I buy that at this point, but some people are saying that. Jeffries is from New York, another coastal party leader, but in the Democratic caucus, that shouldn't make that bit that much of a difference. And imagine this, if the leader of Democrats in the House and Senate are from New York, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries. Um there have been questions about Jeffrey's infrastructure, the um, uh, whether he has the staff and the kind of um, uh, world and the orbit that he needs to ascend. His staff says his aides and friends and allies say, don't worry about that. It's fine. But also consider this question. With a Democrat in the White House, Jeffries is going to have to work with Republicans. And who is better to do that? Is it Jeffries? Is it Hoyer? Or is it someone else? People are thinking about that. So that's something that they, they need to be cognizant of. Um, Jeffries is term limited in his caucus position, so his caucus chair position. So, um, and and the perception has been for a long time that he is going to be the number two, that he's going to take over for Pelosi. And perception sometimes in the caucus is reality. The threats, the main threat is 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 threefold. I guess we could say number one, Pelosi stays. Number two, Hoyer wants the job. And Hoyer, one aide said to me the other day. Um, not, I'm not saying who it's an aide to. It was not an aide to Nancy Pelosi, but or Steny Hoyer, uh, or Jim Clyburn for that matter, said to me, Steny Hoyer wakes up the day after Pelosi leaves with 80-something votes, and he's on the five-yard line. Now, I know my colleague, some of my colleagues at Punchbowl News don't necessarily buy that, but that's a powerful argument if Hoyer should want that job. I'm not even convinced. I, I don't know one way or the other, but will Jeffries run if Hoyer runs? It's an interesting question that I don't know the answer to. Um, and then there's Adam Schiff. We don't. Adam Schiff hasn't even decided if he's going to run yet. But another person hanging out there who could be uh, running for leader. Number two story of the day: Who's chipping in late for the battle for Congress? Congressional Leadership Fund raised a cool twenty-three million in October. Uh, GOP mega donor Timothy Mellon gave five million. Charles Schwab gave two million. In and Out Burger, man, a lot of people like In and Out Burger. The California-based fast food chain gave. $750,000. House Majority Pack raised $22 million. They got a million from Mike Bloomberg, uh, who has been a little bit quiet this cycle. Senate Leadership Fund, the Senate GOP Super PAC, raised $25 million. $3 million from Paul Singer, the hedge fund billionaire, and Blackstone CEO Stephen Schwartzman gave $2 million. Schwab chipped in $3 million for them, too. Senate Majority Pack got interesting donation a million from Chamath Palihapitiya, the prominent venture capitalist. The Reed Hastings gave a million dollars. As Steven Spielberg gave five hundred thousand. Interestingly enough, Fred Eichner, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. If I if I pronounce that wrong, please someone let me know. Gave seven million to House Majority Pack and eight million to Senate Majority Pack. Number three story of the day. 
Rich Hudson running for NRCC chair. Rich Hudson is probably going to be the NRCC chair, so we can keep this really quite short. Hudson is the favorite. I know the people in the leadership want him. People around the leadership want him. That's going to be, uh, that's not welcome news, although I assume people know that in uh, Darren LaHood's orbit. Darren LaHood is the Illinois Republican who has been a um, a pretty big fundraiser in the Chicago area for House Republicans. Hudson has been, uh, from North Carolina, has been the chief of staff to several members of the Texas delegation. Um, he has uh, good relationships across the conference. He's run races. He ran Pat McCrory's race, one of Pat McCrory's races in North Carolina. He is close to Kevin McCarthy, somebody who Kevin McCarthy trusts. And McCarthy basically is going to be the leader of the party, really runs the NRCC. So um, and and no no one more than Kevin McCarthy, who we sometimes joke is the NRCC chair for life because he's so involved in all these elections. But uh, Hudson is making the case that he understands the organization. He understands how to run campaigns. He understands how to raise money. Um, and, and quite frankly, and I'm not sure we wrote this in the in the in the item this morning, but Working with McCarthy is going to be the key here, and um, Hudson understands that better than anybody. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a wonderful, great day, and stay safe.